0: Hello, and welcome back to the Riley Brakefield Show. I am your host, Riley Brakefield. Hope you had a wonderful week. I hope you just got done watching another garbage primetime game like I did. What a fucking game from the Broncos and Chargers. The Broncos are absolute, their offense is absolute dumpster fire. Russ cannot cook. It's been confirmed. He reminds me of one of those rich white ladies off of Real Housewives that pays somebody thousands and thousands of dollars to cook for them. Because the motherfucker can't cook. That's point blank, period. It's just, there was a clip going around during the game of a wide open little fucking hitch route that he didn't even hit and he took a sack on. Like, what the fuck? It's just, it's absolute garbage watching the Broncos. I'm not a big fan of Justin Herbert. I don't think he's that good either. Chargers didn't look that great to me. I mean, gosh damn, hiccups. Justin Herbert, he kind of he kind of reminds me of that one friend that has a has a drug problem pretty bad. But every time you hang out with them and do the drugs, you have you have a great time. But when you sit back and you you don't partake and you watch from watch from the sidelines, you're like holy shit, this guy needs to get his life together. Not in the same sense for Justin Herbert, he needs to get his life together, but he needs to get his shit figured out because the Chargers should be a lot better. They should be blowing out the Broncos by it should have been like a 35 to 16 game. In all reality, if Justin Herbert's as good as everyone thinks he is, and I don't consider him to be one of my top five favorite quarterbacks in the league, they have to get better. You know what I mean? So, But let's get into today's show. I'm um, going to hit a couple news items. Um, got a new segment I'm going to introduce, and then just my recap of the weekend. Um, my takeaways from the college football slate, my takeaways from the NFL games, and then we'll finish it off with uh, just my thoughts at the end of the show here. But, uh, Robbie Anderson gets traded to the Cardinals. Everyone kind of saw it coming. I'll talk about it a little bit more later, but, uh, the Panthers, he was arguing with his whole entire fucking coaching staff. He looked like a child throwing a tantrum tantrum out there. So they decided it was time to let him go. And he goes to a great environment in Arizona where it's kind of the same thing, in my opinion, a mediocre at best quarterback, um, a coach that's really not that good and everyone knows he's not that good. I mean Cliff Kingsbury's not god awful, but he's definitely not very good. He hasn't ever really been winning at any level of coaching. He just kind of has a good offense, but he doesn't have a good offense. So, let's we'll see what Robbie Anderson can do there. I feel like he's going to get buried on the depth chart though. I mean, the Cardinals do have a pretty wide no, a pretty loaded wide receiver room is what I meant to say. Um NBA season is kicking off tomorrow. I think on next Tuesday's show, I'm gonna do a whole little NBA preview. You know, it's I mean, it's only the first week here. There's gonna be a couple slated games, kind of see where people are at, and then kind of give my predictions for the season. You know, I'm I'm an NBA fan. More about when it gets to the playoffs, it's hard to watch every game throughout the season, but definitely excited for it. Should be a good year. Hopefully, my Celtics come out on top this year. You know, MLB playoffs are in full swing right now. Um, Yankees and Cardinals game got postponed from. This evening to tomorrow, so that'll be the all deciding game five. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if, well, if they, I'm, I think the Yankees will probably win, but if Astros obviously won as well. Beat the Mariners in an 18 inning, fucking whatever that was. I didn't even watch it, but shout out to anyone that did. I don't know how you could watch an 18 inning, boring playoff game like that and miss out on a College Football Saturday. Probably need to be put in a mental institution if you're doing something like that. But still sucks for Seattle that they went out like that. But it's cool they finally got the chance to have a home playoff game. Padres and Phillies are set up in the NLCS, which I think if the Yankees win, the whole entire country that's not Yankees or Astros fans will be rooting for the Padres or Phillies to win the World Series just because nobody wants to see the Yankees or the Astros win another one, basically. But getting excited, I'm like definitely excited for the NLCS. I love Bryce Harper with the Phillies. I've always liked Bryce Harper. You know the Padres. I love Manny Machado, Jan Soto. I wish Fernando Tatis could play. I mean, I think they'd have it in the bag if he was playing. I mean, those three in a lineup. I mean, once once they're back to full health, that's gonna be they're gonna be tough to beat. So if they don't want it this year, they're definitely a team to watch out for next year. I mean, they have a loaded pitching staff. They they have all sorts of guys all around. I mean, they've got one of the best players in baseball in Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis once he's back from his suspension. So should be pretty cool. Pretty good for them. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of rooting for the Phillies, I think, right now. I'd rather, I'd like to see Bryce Harper get get himself a ring. That'd be pretty cool. Big news in the Hollywood drama world. Haley Bieber and Selena Gomez were seen attending some Academy Museum which is good for them. I, if you're not familiar, obviously Haley Bieber is Justin Bieber's husband. Selena Gomez is his ex-girlfriend. There's been Their fans have been saying shit online for years and years and years. Haley Bieber recently went on called Her Daddy and said there's no beef there, nothing like that, and so it's cool to see them out in public squashing that beef, but still weird. I couldn't imagine. I don't understand why how people are friends with their significant other's exes. So weird to me. That's just so weird. It makes me uncomfortable. Maybe I'm weird and old or whatever you want to call it, but I think that's fucking a little weird. But, hey, that's just me, I guess. New college basketball, AP poll draft, the first one of the season, North Carolina at number one. College basketball is going to start here soon. Probably do, you know, a preview or just kind of my thoughts. I College basketball is a lot harder than college football because, you know, the transfer portal is kind of a lot bigger. Guys are always one and done, two and done, you know. It's always harder. The roster turnovers in college basketball, so you really never know who's who's going to be good. I mean, North Carolina comes in as a favorite because they returned four of their five starters from last year that lost the national championship game. So definitely excited for my Tar Heels, hopefully, this year to go on. when I already took a feature. If you haven't took a feature on them to win, do it. I, I have a really good feeling about this year. Damn near every coach that's been at North Carolina that's won a national championship, the first one that they won, they lost the year before and then won the following year. So it would be kind of cool if... Hubert Davis could do that for the Tar Heels. And then uh I'm not sure if you're familiar with BTS. They're a they're a Korean South Korean boy band. They're gonna have to do some military service. A lot of their fans are upset about it. I mean, these guys are gonna be out there popping their hips, doing dance moves, singing their songs and killing the enemies, you know. more power to them. I think it's some South Korean rule where you have to as a citizen, you have to do what would the word be? mandatory military service so you just hope the best for them that's you know but hopefully don't see a boy band get broken up because of war or whatever happens to them speaking of music kanye west has been on an absolute tear lately he's just been spouting off about random shit his Donda academy he's allegedly buying parlor which is like another media site that you probably saw your grandparents post about on facebook if they're super conservative saying we're going to this because facebook is desensitizing us and stuff like that but he, Kanye West is setting up to buy that he's come out and said stuff about George Floyd's murder he's just been on an absolute tear lately it's, it's wild you love to see it we're big fans of Kanye here at the Riley Brakefield show it's just me talking to a mic and a camera that I'm just hoping somebody's listening but here at the Riley Brakefield show we love Kanye West so now time for a new segment that I'm introducing here I'm calling it my top five you know I'm ranking five things you know like today's about sitcoms and then you know i'll do other stuff obviously you know fast food favorite video games just stuff like that you know i've never seen anyone do you know tears or do a mount rushmore of anything like this so i figured somebody should probably do it you know makes sense but today top five sitcoms start at the bottom number five that 70s show absolutely love that show it's one of my all-time favorites i used to always love watching it and it probably would be higher if Topher Grace was in that final season, I think it kind of sucks that last season without him there, but all around, it's a good show, I love all the characters, I love the storylines, everything about it, it's funny, it's good, it's entertaining, and it keeps you, keeps you interested, so that's my number five, my number four has to be It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, absolutely one of the funniest shows on TV, you know, it's not that basic, dry, woke, Hollywood co- comedy, they they kind of do whatever they want. It's wild. It's rambunctious. It, I love the characters. Danny DeVito is probably one of my all-time favorites. I mean, you can, how can you hate the guy? You just look at him and you just want to be friends with him. It's like him and Hasbullah; those two those two short kings that you just, you just want in your life. That's all it is. Love those two guys. Number three for me has to be Modern Family. Absolutely love that show. The ensemble cast I have. It's a huge cast, but all their stories fit in. It's It's hilarious. It's always fun. It always keeps you interested. It's heartwarming, everything about it. That's why it's my number three. I absolutely adore that show. Number two has to be, and this was my number one for a really long time until recently, How I Met Your Mother. Absolutely one of my all-time favorite shows. I used to watch it every night before I went to bed. Hands down, just one of the best shows ever, in my opinion. Absolutely love the cast, especially... All the guys love Marshall, Barney, and Ted, and all the stupid shit that they do. Their little adventures, you know everything about that show is awesome. Probably one of all time faves. My number one, hands down, has to be New Girl. Absolutely one of the funniest TV shows there's ever been. I'm always laughing. I'm always interested. The jokes are hilarious. I love fucking Nick Miller. And I love Schmidt. I love Winston. I love CeCe. I love Jess. Everything about the cast, I love it. I especially love Nick because he kind of reminds me of myself. Just kind of a carefree attitude. Has Says wild shit sometimes. Is a conspiracy theorist. And I wish to God that they would... Somebody would write a Pepperwood Chronicles book from the TV show because I would absolutely love to read it. But has, hands down, my number one. That's my top five, and no, I'm not, the office and the friends aren't on here because the office sucks, and it makes me uncomfortable, it makes me want to kill myself in the nicest way possible. I hate that show. I, friends, I do like, but the laugh track sometimes, it's like that part wasn't funny, so I don't really get why there's a bunch of people that are probably dead laughing. So, But that's my top five, so hopefully that gets uh, gets the internet a little wild today. Now moving on to my thoughts and recaps of the college football weekend. The Vols are absolutely on top of the world. Biggest win the program's had in probably 15, 20 years. I mean, they finally beat Alabama after 15 years of losing them, losing to them. And it was an absolute wild game. And talking to Alabama fans here, that w- one play where you think it's pass interference, it wasn't. The de- defensive back was going to make a play on the ball, the one that they called at the end of the game most definitely was a pass interference because the guy didn't have his head turned. That's the key factor there. If you have your head turned to where you're looking, fucking hiccups, damn. If you have your head turned looking like you're going to make a play on the ball, more than likely pass interference isn't going to get called. It's textbook. It's the rule. Whoa, dude. I'm not in the mood for this. Damn hiccups will kill me, but absolute scenes in Knoxville over the weekend. I think they're a legit team to make the college football playoff if they can take down Georgia. I mean, looking at the playoff right now, there's a chance that we could have like a Tennessee, TCU, Syracuse, UCLA playoff. Like that's the dream, that's the absolute dream right there. I mean, they, they rushed the field. I mean, it was absolute scenes. You know, just the orange all out on the field, the gold pills being taken out and thrown in the river. Absolutely hilarious move. But happy for the Vols for now. I hope that they have a quick fall from Grace, though. I just if I'm being completely honest, because their fans are really annoying. TCU got a huge win over Oklahoma State in overtime this weekend. And Mike Gundy did it again, you know, all the hopes, the dreams, the possible playoff contending team, and they just lose a game that they probably shouldn't have. I mean, TCU is really good. I think Sonny Dagg should win Coach of the Year. I mean, they lose two games this season at the minimum or whatever. He deserves coach of the year for what he's been able to do there in year one. I mean, they're in the top ten now. So, you love to see that for the horn Frog, especially after, I mean, they've had Gary Patterson, Patterson there for years and it just kind of wasn't working anymore. Do a change and you're still able to find success. That just shows the kind of culture that was put in place at TCU, the kind of roster that was built there. Just Gary Patterson, it's was just time for him to move on, you know. Utah, huge win over USC, especially, you know, the game that they're honoring their two teammates that had passed. And I love the I love the balls on Kyle Winham to go for two. It's just you win or you lose. Die by it. Go for it. Why not? You know? And they, they did it. Cam rising. He called Cam Rising's number. He got himself in the end zone. Two point was good. Utah played an absolutely amazing game. USC did it. I mean, USC was awesome as well. I mean, they just they got outscored right there at the end. That's all it was. But happy for the youth, especially like I said, honoring their two former teammates. You love, to see, you love to see those kind of cool stories. It's a, it's a heartwarming one. Syracuse, they improved to 6-0 after their win over NC State. Yes, they didn't have Devin Leary. That's why they didn't jump up in the polls a lot more. I feel like if they did, Syracuse would be a top-10 team right now. But it sets up an undefeated matchup down in Clemson for them this weekend, which is the real test. There's there's a scenario here where they beat Clemson this week, and they run the table. They make the conference championship game. They beat Clemson possibly again, or whoever it could be, and they could go to the playoffs. So I would be absolutely enthralled if Syracuse were to make the playoff. That would be so fucking cool for college football. But then again, you know, I want to see somebody sneak in there so that everyone's like, well, we need the the 12-team expansion because, you know, there's a scenario where Ohio State and Michigan both finish with one loss. There's Alabama, there's Tennessee, there's Georgia, but you can't deny an undefeated team at the end of the day, in my opinion, if it comes down to it, so... I would love to see like a Syracuse, UCLA, TCU, Ohio State, Tennessee, or whatever. Something like that would be cool to see. A little different, you know. Kentucky—they showed how important Will Levis is to their team and team success all around. They beat Mississippi State at home, which is a win that they needed. Or else, they probably would have fell out of the top twenty-five, and their chances of trying to win the SEC East would have definitely been out the door. I mean, there's still there's still a chance that they could do it. They just have to beat Georgia and Tennessee, and then. Hope that both of them slip up one more time would be their best bet. But they, I mean, they can definitely challenge a Tennessee and Georgia to get at least beat them. You know that they have that kind of talent, especially when Will Levis is at quarterback. Because if he's not, I don't think they're a good team. He, he, I see. I understand a little bit of the pro pro reasons now. Because I'm a big believer. If a quarterback elevates the play of his team, that he's obviously a good quarterback. You know what I mean? A perfect example to me is always going to be Joe Burrow. 2019, LSU was good. Had been good. You know they were getting back on track. And then he helped explode. I I think that if you see that kind of growth from your team, then that means you really have a a solid quarterback that knows what he's doing and is working his ass off to to get his team to win. James Madison is no longer undefeated after their loss to uh, Georgia Southern over the weekend. Sucks for them, but, you know, it was cool to see that they come up. I mean, they were in the FCS semifinals last year. They had re- they'd already beaten everybody they played. They were undefeated, ranked in the top 25 in their first year in the, in Division One. So, cool story, but it sucks they lost. But there would definitely be a program to mess with. You know, it just shows that if you recruit the right guys, if you build the right culture, that you can go up a level and succeed. And that just shows it for, for every program in college football. If you build the right culture, if you recruit the right guys, you can put together – a really good program as a whole, which is what the Dukes which is exactly what the Dukes did. Oklahoma, they uh bounced back after three straight losses. Kansas now has two straight losses and falls out of the top 25. Sucks for them, but I think that they're going to they're going to be okay. They're going to find a way to win a couple more games hopefully. <clears throat> he was a huge win for Oklahoma. They needed it or else they were just going to be in absolute shambles. I mean, it done Gabriel was back so that definitely helped them out a ton a ton made made their life a lot easier and showed that you know their offense kind of runs runs with him which is always scary when you're you're out quarterback and your backup quarterback can't really step up at the same time but also Arkansas they avoided losing four straight they beat BYU good for them I guess I mean I still don't think there's I don't think they deserve that top 10 ranking when they had it so it's good to see them down in the dumps I guess Ole Miss survives against Auburn they looked pretty good the most part, not that good, though. They really shouldn't have... That game shouldn't have been close, I feel like, if Ole Miss is a top 10 team like they are right now. Sets up for a big matchup here in Death Valley this weekend. Me and the wife are going to that one. LSU beat Florida. Looked amazing. The offense was rolling. What I knew was there the whole time. I've been trying to tell everybody, just give it time. Let the guys gel. Jaden Daniels is the quarterback that we want, so sets up a huge matchup for Ole Miss-LSU this weekend. The line literally opened at 2.5 and now has switched to it was 2.5 in favor of Ole Miss, and now it switched to 1.5 in favor of LSU. So quite a huge jump there. But I saw something which doesn't make any sense to me. It's probably Vegas just fucking around. 70% of the bets have been put on Ole Miss to win the game already. So I don't understand why the line moved Then, but I, I think that everyone's like, well, everyone's betting Ole Miss, LSU, so I'm not going to win. Which I think we're going to win. Ole Miss, they're a good team. I love Lane Kiffin, but... They're not what they were last year. They've played a really easy schedule, a lot like Michigan. Like they haven't had a lot of tests. This is really gonna be Ole Miss's first big test of the season. And I don't I don't think they're gonna pass it. So Michigan destroyed the crap out of Penn State. Penn State looked like they were not even shouldn't they weren't even in that game at all. They were getting lucky plays, big plays. That's the only reason that score was close at halftime and Michigan just ran the ball right down their throat, and I'm ready to take the fraud label off of them because I thought Penn State was a good team. I still think they're a good team, but Michigan absolutely dominated them. Like I said, we're going to get a scenario here where we get uh Ohio State-Michigan game, and whoever wins that game, the other one's going to probably get left out of the playoff, which sucks for them, but that's what the fucking joys of having a four-team playoff are. Because I seriously think there's... I don't think there's one team this year that I'm confident is going to win the title. I seriously think there's 10 to 12 teams that could do it. I I'm not stuck on this 14. I hate the 14 playoff. I'm excited for it to move to a 12 team playoff. It makes more sense to me. The FCS does a 2014 playoff. I think that's possible in fucking FBS, so whatever. Just can't wait for that to happen. Good win for Michigan. Illinois sick in the Big Ten got a huge win over Minnesota. Bilma's just absolutely tearing it up. He's built an amazing culture already at Illinois. They're going to be a problem. I mean, Chase Brown's a stud running back. He leads the country in rushing right now. They just they dominated that game from start to finish. You know, Illinois is here to stay. I feel like they're going to win the Big Ten West this year. It's it's really really weak, which that has I mean that has a huge effect on I think what's going to happen down at the stretch for the college football playoff. Like I just said, so now moving to a couple NFL thoughts here. I want to know, are the Jets good or are the Packers really fucking that bad? I mean, it was such a horrible, horrible showing from the Packers. Their offense just cannot seem to figure it out. I mean, when you don't have that star power, like a Devontae Adams, the, the one guy that you know you can trust and always throw the ball to, it definitely does affect your offense. After the game, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he said that they – Need to simplify their offense probably because it's probably a little too complex. Kind of a shot at the floor, I would say. But, I mean, that's just the case. They don't seem to be gelling. The plays don't seem to be there. I mean, you're losing to the Jets. the Jets, like everyone thought was going to be a little better this year. But it's still the Jets. I don't think they're that good. But the absolute town, city, or whatever you want to call the New York football teams, they're absolutely rocking right now. Giants improved to 5-1 and one with their win over the Ravens. Ravens. It makes me wonder what could Brian Dayball do with an actual legit quarterback? You know, he had Josh Allen in Buffalo. If he had somebody like that, what he could do with that offense, I feel like would be remarkable. He's doing well with Daniel Jones. Imagine if he had a top tier quarterback. It'd be fucking, it'd be really good. It'd be a lot better. They'd probably be 6 0, honestly. Tom Brady just needs to retire, man. He's yelling at his offensive line. Things, Bucks suck this year. I mean, they don't suck, but. Gosh, he's fucking hiccups. Mm. That was good. I needed that one. But the Bucks are just not playing good. I mean, he's yelling at his offensive line, but then I saw something late earlier this evening about the fact that Tom Brady misses out on Wednesday practices. He went to Robert Kraft's wedding and then flew on a private jet to the game in Pittsburgh. It's like, how can you expect your guys to care about you and block with you if you're not with them all the time? If you're not feel like you're a part of the team. Like you've ruined your marriage already. You're ruining your friendships. You're ruining your chance of winning another Super Bowl. It's just looking like a really wasted year. But also I don't know who's gonna win the NFC. Yes, the Eagles are six and oh, but they beat a Cowboys team with a backup quarterback who threw three interceptions and they won like twenty one to seventeen. Like, they're not that good. I don't know who's going to come out of the NFC this year. But, I mean, the AFC, the Bills beat the Chiefs in, in that game of the week right there. 24-20, you know, that was a sick play designed by the Bills' defense there. The the fake the fake man, but actually zone coverage. I, I love that play. That was that was a cool design. They were breaking it down earlier on uh, Monday Night Football Countdown. That was just cool kind of seeing how, how that all came about and how it actually worked out in their favor. But, I mean, those are the two teams right now who look like they're primed to – go to the Super Bowl but like I said I don't know who comes out of the NFC and I think whoever it is the Bills or the Chiefs or whoever comes out of the AFC is probably going to beat them I don't I don't see an NFC team this year really being sustained to win a Super Bowl to do a big playoff run that's just my thoughts though right there I guess I was completely wrong about the Panthers like I said earlier they already traded Robbie Anderson for his little tantrum tantrum the team was absolutely falling apart, and I think a big fire sale is coming for them. Christian McCaffrey, there's already been reports teams are in talks. It was a fake report, then turned into a real report. He's probably going to be out the door before the trade deadline. You know they're going to try to cash in on that, get a little bit of trade capital. But I was completely wrong about that Panthers game. I thought they'd come out inspired, but they just came out and laid a dud. And I also think Bailey Zappi is the answer for the Patriots. It's like Tom Brady all over again. I don't. I've never been a big Mac Jones fan. I mean, he played for the best college coach there ever has been. Then he gets drafted to the team that has the best NFL coach that's ever been. I mean, Saban and Belichick, everyone knows they're the two best coaches in the game. They always have been. And I just don't think Mac Jones is the answer. I think that if the Patriots rock with Bailey Zappi, they actually have a real legit chance of being a good team this year and being successful in the future. I love Bailey Zappi. What he did at Western Kentucky, the guy could sling the rock around. I mean, he threw for almost 6,000 yards. He might have even threw for 6,000 yards. I don't know, but I think Bailey is the answer. Mac Jones is not. And now for just my thought segment this week, I'm talking a little something about taking a drink here, hold on. I'm talking a little something about how much the news fucking sucks. I absolutely hate the news. Me and the wife were watching something and then the news came on right after it and sitting there watching it. It's just a serial, a serial killer they caught, a, a mass shooting that happened, a, a fire, what's going on in Ukraine. It's just all this stuff that it's like, do we really need to see all this? Like, The news to me is so fucking stupid and pointless. All it is is a bunch of fear-mongering, fear tactics, spewing all this negative shit at you. If you're still watching the news, fuck off. I mean, just go to the internet to hear news. Get on Twitter, get on Facebook, get on Instagram, I don't know. I don't feel like the news should even be a thing anymore because all it is is them trying to spew off their political beliefs, what they think should happen, whose side they're on, who's the bad guy, who's the who's the good guy. It's never anything good. None of the news outlets are. I, I think it's an absolute waste of your time if you're watching the news because you're getting a biased opinion. You're getting all this fear-mongering, all this negative shit thrown at you. It's a, it's a waste of your time. Stop watching the news. Stop watching the news. It's fucking 2022, the news is pointless, and it's fucking a waste of your time, and it's negative energy that you don't need in your life. Point blank, period, end of story. That's today's show. I appreciate you for sticking around. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Send this to your grandparents. Tell them stop fucking watching the news. Listen to Riley Brakefield. He'll fucking set you straight. He'll give you the right news that you need to hear. Okay, Grandma? That's today's show. I love you. Thank you for sticking around. I will see you on Friday. Have a blessed week. But for now, your boy Titties is...